check one two, check one two. Hello there, hola, konnichiwa. Fucking what else? Guten Tag. That's one. See, see, I'm learning. I'm learning. Welcome to the ST7 podcast. This is your host, your leader, Stephen Buckner. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I am located in Atlanta, Georgia, right now at my school that I work at as a custodian, like I told you guys before, and this episode is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is an app that you can go on, you can make your own podcast for free, and you can get paid, you get sponsorship, you get paid from the sponsors. It's free, it's free, it's free. So if you got something to say, you want to be yourself, you want the people to hear your voice and shit, go ahead and listen and start your podcast for by Anchor. That was terrible. That was terrible. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. But So this is going to be the introduction part two. Yesterday... I gave you guys a brief synopsis of who I am. I want to go into depth about me and why I'm in the situation I am today. So, as I said before, I'm 26 years old. I graduated from Arizona State. And let's talk about college real quick. So, actually, let's talk about school. Because remember, I said I was being laughed at a lot. Right, so um, I would say ever since elementary school, I've been laughed at because I couldn't tell the difference between being laughed at and being laughed with. I developed a behavior that to me seemed very dangerous that's pleasing people and not pleasing myself and people say hey what's wrong with being pleased what's wrong with pleasing other people well to your own detriment that's what is dangerous you know because I didn't know how to be myself now being myself is very 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 you know at that time at that age it was very hard to do just based off of you know, people being different, different social classes, different social status as well. Because when I was younger, I grew up in the suburbs. Naperville, Illinois is a very good suburb, but there's not a lot of black people in that suburb. And if they are a lot of black people, if there were black people rather, excuse me. If there were black people, they were either from Chicago or either pretend that they were from Chicago. So a lot of the white kids gravitated towards that. Because that's how you attract global. That's how you attract other people. If you say you're from Chicago, you say you're from the city, you say you're from the hood. If you had it rough and all that. I didn't have it rough. I grew up very well. 
I grew up very well. My parents worked hard. They grew up in the city. They have horror stories. And they told it. They told themselves, hey, they told each other, hey, we don't want to go back to Chicago. You know, we don't want our kids to grow up in that environment. And this was in, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. So they're very smart. They hustled. They made some changes to their career. And they basically moved out to Naperville and have me and my two brothers raised out there. And so, I, when I was younger, I used to hate it because for some reason, we, create, we correlate hood shit with black shit, which is, isn't the case. See, black culture, well, let me say this. Black people don't have a culture at all. We don't. We just don't. Like, our culture's been stolen from us through slavery, through other black people selling us out, you know, abiding by the system and all that type of stuff. So, it's kind of hard. <sighs> Excuse me, guys. I know, it's 919. Bear with me. It's kind of hard trying to find who you are when everything you see has been whitewashed or everything you've read about has been, you know, lies or has been used as a form another agenda. But I wasn't from the hood, so I didn't know about that, but I know of it based off the music. So I remember being made fun of or being called white boy because I spoke well. I didn't speak hood or ghetto or none of that shit, you know? Which, to me, is kind of an insult because, first of all, it's racist to say, hey, you, you talk you talk white. First of all, I speak proper. And second of all, black people, especially successful black people, don't speak black or white they speak well that's the difference and I remember when I was younger uh, a white kid had and this is when the 50 cents album came out his first album Get Rich or Die Trying which was fire and um, he basically told me how come you don't dress like that cause I was I was more so on a Kanye West train, and that's why I'm so, like, such a fan of his, because... Steven? Uh-oh, hold on. Yes, ma'am. Do you know anything about no water coming out of the sinks in the boys' bathroom in kindergarten? I mean, in first grade? I don't... This is my first time hearing about that. Can you check that out? A student just came to the office dating that. Yeah, I'll check it out. Now. Thank you. Well, guys, you got to be going to work here for my job.
sitting there like, why he would say something like that, you know? But even in middle school and high school, you know, I would have these type of issues. Like, there's a line by Earl Sweatshirt, which was so deep. He says, I'm too black for the white kids and too white for the blacks. And I was like, yo, I felt that because that is exactly how I felt because Either if I'm listening to a song with a white person or listen to the radio with a white person, because I was so indulged into hip hop and I still am to a certain extent. Like, I used to watch the Smack DVDs, I used to watch the YouTube clips, I used to learn about the Crips and Bloods and all that type of stuff. Like, based off that fact that I felt cultureless. I felt like I didn't, I lost my identity. I felt like I wasn't black enough. In which, hey, it gave me a lot of information about it, you know. It gave me a lot of good music, because there's a lot of good music from the hood, but that doesn't make me, you know, black. But every time I listen to like a song or from a certain artist, and stuff like that or say something in terms like it's if, if we're having a conversation about a certain situation I was always think I would always think what would a black person say what would a real nigga would say pretty much what would a real nigga would say you know and when I say it then it's like whoa we don't think like that and all that type of stuff and then when I tell my black friends and then if it's vice versa, if I'm hanging out with my black friends, I might say something that a white person might say. Not saying, not that I'm, it's not that I'm saying this type of stuff to, you know, get a sort of reaction or to purposely say that I'm just expressing my opinion. And my opinions might not reflect what a black person nor a white person might think of, think or agree with. So... It's, it was a struggle, like internally, it was a struggle. Um, I was short, so a lot of people didn't respect me because I didn't have my, any respect for myself. 
like I'm starting to realize as I'm thinking, as I'm reflecting that I could have been respected if I was, if I had respected myself, you know? And um, if I did that, I would be the whole different person, you know? I didn't really take school seriously because I was too focused on everybody else. I was too focused on trying to get this girl or trying to uh, impress this person and all that type of stuff. And I could be honest and say that it fucked me over big time because I don't even see myself as being great right now. And I can honestly say that. Am I improving? Slowly. Slowly but surely I'm improving. But I can honestly say that. And not only did it affect me, but it affected the family too. Because a lot of people don't think about this. It affects the family how you view yourself. My mom and my dad, they try so hard to get me on the right path. I sound like I've been doing drugs or criminal shit. No, but it's just the fact that I didn't see myself as being great. I could have been in the NFL. Hell, I could have played basketball, but someone talked me out of it. Like, I was very, very easily influenced, weak-minded, insecure, had low confidence. And as of today, I'm working on that. Like, I've gotten better. I've done things that, excuse me, that helped me improve. But um, I just want to be better. I just want to be a better man. I just want to improve. So when I go back home, I see somebody. I don't want somebody to be like, oh, Steve is... That's, that's exactly what we expected Steve to do. But I don't want to... I've been so mediocre throughout my pastime that, you know, it, it hindered me. It hindered me. But, um, yeah. And the reason why I said I want to be an alpha because I feel like they're the number ones. They're the ones that people respect. They're the ones that the ladies submit to. They're the ones that the men look up to. I want to be looked up to. I want to be. I want to be uh, respected. I want to be number one. I always been five or sixth, fifth or sixth, but I want to be the first. I don't want to be second or third place. No. I want to be number one, man. And so, college. Um, I went to a couple colleges. So, we have Gordon College. I went to Southern Crescent. It's a technical college. I went to U of A for like half a semester. Right. I went to... Uh, <laughs> I went to um, 
University of Kentucky, went to Peeble Community College, and then I graduated from Arizona State last year, December of last year. I got my degree in liberal studies, meaning I don't know what the hell I wanted to do, but I took so many general ed courses that they had to pretty much let me go. Like, yeah, that's what happened pretty much. But, um, oh my God, I'm so tired. I don't want to make this too dark, but I'm happy that I graduated. I'm happy I had a support system. I'm happy that uh, as I got older, uh, my personality started to shine. It's not shining as it should be, but it's dwindling, you know. It's going to shine. It will shine. I'm putting the work to make it shine, so... And I also wanted to uh, say, like, I have fun playing football. I make great friends playing sports in general. I made great friends in high school. I didn't have a quote-unquote group of friends because I kept moving so much, you know. But, and I always ask my parents, how come we move so much? And people ask my parents, how come we move so much? And you know what they told him? Stability is in the family, not in the household. Y'all tweet that. Stability is in the house, is in the family, not in the household. That shit is deep. Now that shit is deep. And it is true because if your family's not stable, your house is going to be stable. It's going to be unstable. The house can you know, be destroyed and everything, but as long as the family is mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally stable, that beats any house. That beats any car. That's one thing that I really respect. Shout out to mom. Mom said, mom put that out there. Shout out to mom. But, um, I can honestly say that, uh, I have a lot of work to do, and I'm willing to do the work. I have a lot of decisions to make because I'm not going to be, I definitely don't see myself as a janitor or Walmart cashier for the rest of my life. I want to have fun. I want to live, you know. I'm 26 for God's sakes. I can do better than this. I can do way better than this. So, I like the fact that Anchor is giving me a platform to vent because that's all I'm doing. But this is the introduction part two, though. But, yeah, other than that, like, now I'm here in a, oh yeah, college. So, I went through so much in college. I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about women. I learned a lot about life in general. I had uh, 
changed my major so many times. There was a point in time where I wanted to drop out. I told my parents, look, I'm done. I don't know what I want to do. Just let me work. Just let me do this so I can do what I got to do. And uh, it's because of my family. They were like, no, we want to support you. We want to help you. And I really appreciate that from them. But I really do. So I'm not, I'm happy that I got, that I graduated. But here's the kicker. So ASU, they're really, really, really strict on your out-of-state, in-state tuition costs. Like, especially showing proof that you were, you didn't move down here just to work and everything. Like, we sent them so many documents to make our tuition cheaper. And mind you, we lived in Arizona for four years. Like, from 2014 to 2018, that's four years. And we still weren't able to get residency. Voter registration cards, social security card, bank statements. Like, they wanted to see everything. Like, I've never heard of a school. Well, I'm pretty sure there's more schools that do that, but the school wanted to see, check our bank statements just to make sure we didn't spend anything from out of state. I, I feel like that's a bit excessive because what if I just went home for the holidays or I went home for a case uh, for an emergency, my dad broke his back, I wanted to go see him and stuff like that. But I went to make, I can't get residency because the motherfucker went to McDonald's. <laughs> so, uh, I went to uh, uh, I went to Chick-fil-A in Chicago that's right across the street from the hospital so I can't get my in-state tuition changed I can't change from out-of-state to, in, uh, to in-state like that's just a bit of that's just excessive that's just too much right there that's just too much right there and then after I graduated right because I ran out of financial aid. Because I've been in school for seven fucking years. Seven fucking years, y'all. Seven fucking years. And they told me I owed this much money. So which was the out-of-state tuition. Plus, you know, books and stuff like that. I can't even get my diploma, y'all. I can't even get my diploma nor transcript to go back to school. Like, I'm about to show y'all how much. I'm about to tell y'all how much I owe. Hold on. Let me check. Give me a few minutes here. I owe as of now $16,973.14. You heard that. $16,973.14. That's how much I owe. And that's not a student loan. 
that's definitely not a student loan. And then for U of A, which I was barely, I was, I wasn't even enrolled for full time. It was half time. I still owe up one thousand three hundred sixty-nine dollars and sixty-eight cents, which to me is crazy. But that's how much I basically owe about seventeen thousand dollars. Plus the student loans that I have that I just checked recently, I owe 50K. 50 fucking K. Now, a lot of people would say, hey, you know, Steven, you went to college, you got a BS degree, and that's what you get, and all that type of stuff. And I'm not mad at that because I understand that. But the problem is, is this. The problem is, is, uh, hold on, I just saw something on my email, what the fuck, so, the problem is, is, damn it, I just forgot what I was about to say, we were talking about 17k and the 50k, the problem is, I chose the wrong major, right, and instead of going to college, not knowing what the hell I wanted to do, because when I was in U of A, when I was in Gordon and U of A, I was looking at uh, pre-med studies. Only because my parents wanted me to do it. I thought it would be a good idea to, you know, I tried to see we're going back to pleasing, pleasing them and shit. It was like, Steven, this is the one you chose. But they don't understand, like, I chose that major because of them because they kept nagging me nagging me nagging me I'm like oh my god so now I've changed went from that to Spanish to physical uh, kinesiology to theater I like I had I went through so many goddamn uh excuse me I am tired as hell y'all I would do so many majors in a span of seven years. Like any intelligent parent would be like, not even intelligent. Let me erase that. Any wise parent or person would have been like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Liberal studies. So now here are my choices. I could do the PA. I spoke to a quote unquote Oracle, if you will, and she said to go into the tech world. I was looking at becoming a coach or becoming an entrepreneur. Those are my four options that I have right now. But the thing is, it's like, I need this money to pay off everything and and the way that America is going we don't know where that's gonna go we don't know if the dollar's gonna crash we don't know if the school's gonna shut down we don't know if it's gonna be World War 3 we just don't know 
That's what, that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking at, but... I just want to pick something and actually enjoy it. So, so I can see myself doing for long periods of time. Excuse me. But yeah. That's my dilemma right now. So today I probably will meditate by a lake. By the lake today. It is this girl I'm crushing on. It's her birthday. Say happy birthday to her and all that type of stuff. We'll see how that goes, but that's the end of the intro part two. Thank you guys for listening to the ST7 podcast. Thank you guys for visiting my world. I'll be back tomorrow around 9 a.m. And you guys have a good day. Deuces.